It is episode number 64 of The Space In Between. And today we're going to wrap up our Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? The online course, the self-inquiry course we've been doing for the last six weeks. So if you've been participating, you already know that. Some of you have been listening along and not necessarily in the course, but participating here by listening. Um, So we're going to wrap it up today in our talk, but before we do that, we have a couple things happening in Nomadland. Uh, For those of you who are in the Hudson Valley area, we have Move Into Breath this Friday for Valentine's Day, or it's now being coined Galentine's Day, uh, February 14th from 6 to 9. And that is Movement 109, and then Erica Forcell, one of my dear friends who's been on here a couple times now, um, her breath work. Yeah, uh, we love that collaboration. So we're doing it again, and I know all of you love it because we sold out the last one and we're expecting to sell out again. So reserve your spot. We're at Bar, Body, and Soul in New Windsor. So you can go over to Nomad's website, or you can go to Bar, Body, and Soul and sign up directly there. And if you're, whether you're in the Hudson Valley or not, we have something for you to be a part of. Uh, We are doing our Instagram, our first one for Nomad, Instagram Yoga and Self-Inquiry Challenge. So um, if you like these kind of yoga challenges and want to learn a pose and, you know, take a picture of yourself, awesome. If you're somebody who's like, eh, not really that kind of style, I'm more off the mat kind of girl or guy. Uh, we have something for you too. Uh, we have videos at the online studio that you can learn the poses that we're, we're uh, teaching. Yeah, we have little practices there. And um, if that's still not your speed, we have some journal prompts that I have put together for our themes of the day. And I think that's kind of it. But yeah, you can definitely follow along. And if you are actively participating, we have some really cool prizes for you. Um, we have uh, this from today's uh, challenge. We have Brene Brown's Braving the Wild, wild uh, Wilderness. Uh, that is one of the gifts. And then there is a mala made by moi, made by me. And we have some other really cool things like our year subscription to online our online studio. So you can win one year with us. So that's really cool. And, um, and if you sign up during this challenge and after this challenge, we also are offering a little discount for you. So if you're going to the videos and you really love what you see, you can sign up right there and, uh, and you can get some discounts there. So go do that because we have so many great things there. And the challenge is also not just going to be physical poses, but we have uh, meditation too. So there is something for all of you. Uh, in that social media world if you'd like to participate. So we are at our last week of Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? And like I said, if you are a participant in the course, you already know about this. And if you've been listening and kind of following along the past few weeks, hopefully you've also been coming back and getting something out of it. Um, and you also probably know that we're moving in a couple different ways, yeah, uh, in terms of our discussion here. So we've been looking at the, the chakra system, our subtle body, right, um, and moving up through this path of liberation, 
so the top two chakras are, are what we are focusing on today, being the third eye and our crown. And I'll talk about those in a moment, but then the other layer that we've been adding into this is uh, I've been pulling oracle cards, uh, Kim Cran's The Wild Unknown Archetype uh, cards and they're beautiful cards if you are interested in oracle cards i would say go get them and you know look at them and and practice with them but i've been pulling one for each week to just take us a little deeper into this work right into this self-inquiry work as we're we're looking through kind of traveling through the the subtle body too and it's been, I have to say, quite magical um, seeing how everything is really aligned uh, within kind of the, the traveling of the through the subtle body, but also what is happening within our group. I mean, we're seeing so many different shifts, you know, people who are leaving marriages and, and breaking up with people that are just no longer serving them, but then also starting new relationships and having babies and um just you know and then also you know kind of dealing with loss and death and oh, it's just we have everything there with you know in this in this nice little group of ours and it's been really quite quite special to see um, see it all and be a part of it and hold space for it uh, and we'll be starting it again at the end of April so if you're intrigued by it and want to join us don't worry I'll let you know <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're kind of looking at today these two these two upper chakras and then these two other kind of oracle cards that coincide with that. So let me share with you a little bit about the um, the subtle body, yeah, in case you don't quite know about it. So the third eye, yeah, this is um, really that space just above our you know eyebrow <laughs> eyebrows. Um, it is our, in our subtle body, it is representative of our intuition, our imagination, kind of our um, inner knowing. And, and we think of this as like where our ideas come from. Yeah. Um, and then we could even think of it as like the genius. I think I've talked about that in previous podcasts of how uh, Elizabeth Gilbert does a TED talk about how a genius is from outside of us, but it it is kind of our inspiration, right? We get these ideas from our genius. So we could kind of think of it um, being here, this communication through the third eye. Uh, yeah, and so, and I, I loved this as I was kind of diving in deeper and, and learning myself, or I was looking at Anadea Judith's book, Creating on Purpose, and she talks about looking at the chakras, moving, traveling downwards to manifest, right? Taking something from that is beyond us and these ideas that come to us and bringing it down to matter, to reality. And as I was looking at her book today and kind of thinking and sitting with all of this, I came across this, this idea of um, imaginal realm, which was coined by Henry Corbin. And uh, this is kind of this idea that our dreams and our fantasies are existing between spirit and manifestation, right? It's, it's the space in between. <laughs> oh, there's always a space in between. Uh, but it's where kind of like are we it's it's different from imagination where it's sort of just made up and it's just there in a space but imaginal realm is really this place that is it is a reality in another dimension and so it's this space again between spirit and manifestation where these dreams and fantasies are 
beginning to gain density and urge and urges us to be realized, right? It's kind of tapping us on the shoulder and saying, like, I want to be born. <laughs> and uh, we can think of it, you know, we start to sense something or somewhere wants to come into being. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure you've had that situation where you have no idea where this dream came from or this idea came from, but it just keeps tapping you on the shoulder. And it's like, I need this to happen and you just know it in your bones you can't explain it there's no logical reason but you just know that it needs to be born and you are the vessel that is going to bring it to fruition right and so we can think of that um, that experience as being in the imaginal realm which I really loved and kind of pertains to where we're going with this uh, and then the crown chakra, you know, our, our upper chakra, right? It's the thousand petal lotus. And this is, we can think of, again, our connection to what is beyond us, God, universe, the cosmos. And um, I loved how I was just listening to a podcast uh, by Alexander Shia, who is a spiritual leader. And he, um, he was just kind of going on, and I'll refer to him in a little bit too, but he was going on and on, and he was talking about really like amped up, and he was like, matter and spirit are one. And I just love that, and it jumped out at me, because here we are kind of in this, um, this exploration of like, what is spirit? And um, as you see where we're going in a moment, um, this idea of our- ourselves, right? We are a manifestation of spirit. Um, our physical experience is spirit and 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 going back to Anna Dea Judith she was um, talking about you know how the cosmos and and ourselves matter right are are the same and in that they both are pretty much empty space yeah Uh, and she explains how um, you know, if we have this atom and we blow it up to the size of a baseball, we're going to see that most of it is empty space. Yeah. And so matter is empty space and the cosmos, we it seems to be empty space, right? But yet it is also full. <laughs> um, and then she's, and then so kind of looking at these ideas here of, of matter, right? Bringing things into our reality, this realm that we know to be real. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was quite interesting, this idea of emptiness when I was looking at that, of how, if you listened before, of how um, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> we were sitting in an empty room. We were clearing out, and this was when we were in our third chakra, which is oftentimes like our place of taking action. And our action was to clear out our space, to create an empty space. And then as we were realizing it, it was to open up the space to the unknown, right? For something to begin. <laughs> and yeah, and it was quite interesting kind of looking at that that empty room. And then the next week, what we were looking at is we were working, walking out into the bardo, right? And we talked a lot about the bardo a couple of weeks ago and how it's walking out into the unknown. We know something is on the other side, but we don't know what it is, and but we have to go out there. We, we have to begin and start to just trust on that path that, that there is that thing that we are working towards, right, is there. And then last week we were looking at the unseen. 
And we could look at that in two different ways. We could see that as, you know, as we're walking out into the bardo of like turning the lights on and seeing things in a new light, seeing what was never been seen before, maybe looking back at our old lives and seeing, um, you know, all of the breadcrumbs that had been guiding us to that time and space. Uh, but we could also use that unseen as a surrendering, just simply surrendering to the unknown and trusting that there is a divine plan. Yeah. And so <laughs> that brings us to today. And as I've been saying, I've, I pull these cards, I pull these cards uh, for the group and I, I could have done it ahead of time but I really have been doing it pretty much live. Like I, I pull it a day or two, a couple days ahead of time so that I can sit with it and have something, you know, some sort of wisdom to share um, after contemplating it a bit. Um, and I often try to pull, you know, I try to um, make sure that there it's the right card, right? Is this the card that wants to be seen for this, for this group, for this intention? right? Not just for me. And so this week I pulled one card in particular a number of times. I pulled it individually and then I pulled it in a couple of different ways when I was reading, doing readings for myself. And this card was the stone. And I'll read that to you. Yeah, I'll read that to you now. So the stone, the eternal, the anchor, the rock. As an archetypal object, the stone holds psychic and literal weight. Its energy is one of permanence, concreteness, and reliability. The stone's ability to transform is nearly imperceptible to us as it changes ever so slowly over countless human lifespans. A single stone may see thousands of generations come and go. Therefore, it contains an ancient and eternal presence. The stone is best used to anchor our wild side so no matter how far we roam, we can always find our way back. The stone tethers us to earth, helping to ground and connect us to stillness, quiet, and peace. When this card appears, it is likely the stone is a remedy for what ails us. Humble and easy, easily and unnoticed, the power of the stone balances the frenzy of our world. And what was really speaking to me, and maybe you have some thoughts too um, around this, but I just kept hearing, you know, the stone, kind of this idea of what I was looking at back at the, the chakras is matter, right? It's this, it is, it is of earth and how um, it is, it is ever, it's always there but it's evolving but we might not be able to see that evolution right it might travel through lifespans to to begin that transform for for somebody to notice that transformation um yeah and i'll talk more about that in a moment but i ended up pulling a third another card for today and it was because what i was doing was i was taking out all of the cards and lying them out on a row so i could see the six weeks that kind of journey we all did 
and I went through, you know, I went through the deck and I was like searching for them and I put them out and, and then I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to take a picture, but this isn't the right table to do it because it's sort of like bunched up. So I started to move them to the floor and then I realized under the first card, which was the seed from the first week, um, there was a card underneath it and I looked and it was the thread which I thought was quite interesting because that word thread, yeah, was showing up in a lot of the cards that we had um, in a lot of our discussions too, not just the reading of the card, but a lot of our discussions. And I'll kind of refer to that in a moment, but let me read you the thread. So the thread, the path, the vein, the circuit. Life is a tangle. So much happens simultaneously and circuitously, leaving us grappling for meaning and direction in a network of distractions. When we connect to the energy of the thread, however, we strike the deepest vein in the body. Our whole being responds to its tug. Meaning is pumped through our bloodstream. Our mind and spirits are lifted. We remember who we are and what we came into this world to do. Though this happens on the most profound level, it could be the simplest incident that it activates the thread, a song, an image, a conversation heard in passing. No matter how confusing and multi-layered our modern lives become, if we are connected to the thread, we are free. Being tethered to it is the only anchor our heart requires. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just love that. And I love that if you heard in both of them, this word anchor and tethered, yeah, being some sort of anchored, which I thought was really kind of beautiful, just opposed to this idea of, you know, the path of liberation and the, la the last two chakras are really moving us to this idea of being liberated. And so I love how the stone and the thread kind of anchor us back down to this realm of reality. Yeah. Um, and so, and yeah, so the thread kind of showed up last week. If you had listened uh, to the unseen, I talked about the three fates, the three goddesses in the Roman and, and Greek mythology and how they are weaving um, this beautiful tapestry of our lives and kind of have the, the fate um, at, at our birth and, and at our death. And they're kind of guiding us through our lives to to with that thread right and I and I talked last week about not always knowing right <laughs> that we're in this 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 common tapestry that we're all weaving being woven together and sometimes we look at the back of it and we just see this tangled messy yarn right thread thing but then we turn it over and we realize oh it's this beautiful beautiful pattern so I loved how it showed up again. And, and so when I was looking at, you know, these two cards next to each other and where we were in the subtle body and I saw the stone being matter and the thread being spirit, right? How spirit is being thread through, how it connects us all, how we are also spirit. Um, yeah, it is, it is the thread that is connecting us through this whole existence. Uh, which is quite beautiful to see these two right next to each other, spirit, matter. 
Um, and so to go back to and uh, Alexander Shia, he was in this podcast I was listening to the other the other day. He um, he's talking about the third eye and how in the Hindu rituals, the third eye is really looked at. You know, being able to see two right duality and see them as one. Yeah, and then um, and then in the Christian rituals, how they practice, you know, the the kind of the gesture of the cross before a blessing, and how that is also to an invitation to to bring the two together to see um, that we are we are not separate. And um, a quote that I feel like I should share that with you. I'm not sure where my notes are. I write down a lot of notes but it was worth it. So let me just pause here as I shuffle through. Um, being able to see this, right? He says, let, let us see that the two, but understand, see the two, the duality, but understand it as union. It helps us see that all is being held with an even wider embrace. Oh, I love that. So my question to you is, <laughs> Kind of this idea if we are, if the stone is matter and we are the matter, right? But we're also spirit. We're the manifestation of spirit in matter. Um, how are you the stone, right? What is your, kind of what is this purpose um, that you have here um, to be here, right? Because as we looked at the, the thread, right? It was kind of remembering who you are and what you came here to do. So maybe a question for you this week is, of like how are you the stone and as you as we read in the stone of it might not be your your purpose and what you came here to do might not be within your actual physical lifetime right it might span other lifetimes that could be that you're a mother or a father right and your children and then their grand your grandchildren continue on some sort of line right a lineage uh, it could be something in that your service to your community or your career um, or even just a simple gesture that helps somebody continue and ripples on to their success right that continues on and on and on so we never quite know right what our we I should rephrase that. We might not fully see what we came here to do, right? And um, and in the talk that I was listening to, that podcast of Alexander Shia, he's talking about he's a Christian spiritual leader, and he's talking. He was talking about the the four books and how um, there are four uh, gospels, rather, are are being read in a certain way that are simply asking the questions. Um, asking the questions of our existence and and how to find joy within all of it you know the first question being is how do we deal with change right how do we deal with suffering um and then by the end of these this four stage and it was really interesting if you listen to the the bardo um episode that i talked about and i went through the stages of the bardo very similar stages as these four questions from the the gospels the last question um, of the Gospels, the book of Luke, um, basically is saying how there's always this movement. There's, they're always on the road. They're always showing that there's service, there's healing to do. And and the kind of the, the underlying message there is that we might not see where we're going. There is no destination because the work is endless. And if we can start to think of ourselves as the stone, is how we might not fully, really 
um, come to fruition with the work that we're doing because it might continue to span beyond this lifetime that we share here. So we should let go of that control of the destination. We should um, not worry about where we're going. Just trust the unknown. Know that we're being guided and be here and now. Be totally here and now because really that is all that we have. Ah, yeah, I love how all of this is sort of linking together. And I'd like to use just sort of my my own little journey as an example. So if you haven't, if it hasn't quite land with you, maybe a little story will help you. Um, and I've been sharing as we've been going along, but here I am, you know, where are we? It's February 10th, 2020. And as I've been saying to you all before, I am, there's something in my bones telling me there is a big shift that is about to happen. Um, I know that I'm making the movement and creating it, but I literally have no idea what it's going to look like. I know, and I've had this conversation with myself a lot, like, what the hell is going on here, Phoebe? Um, you know, there are certain things that I want in my life and they just don't seem that they're going to be possible because I know that I have to do this other thing. And, and maybe those things will come into my life, right? Um, as I move along, but I'm sort of like not letting them that be with a priority because I know in my bones that I'm supposed to bring this movement 109 out into the world and, you know, not, not play small anymore, not stay in one little local community, but really, really bring it out into the world and reaching other communities other than, you know, the, just the yoga community that I've been involved with, but reaching out to healers and breath workers and, and dancers. And, um, just, I don't know why, (laughs) I don't know why I'm being called to do that. I don't know where exactly I'm being called to do it. I don't know exactly the how, but I just know that I'm supposed to be present with it and, and keep moving forward. So here I've been in the Bardo, (laughs) trusting my, my mission forward and, um, and allowing it to, allowing it to come to fruition and, yeah, I hope to see it some some, some sort of frui- um, fruition in my lifetime. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but it is, I feel this in my bones. It's like the stone, right? It is this thing that's anchoring me here right now. Um, and I'm, and it's coming to fruition. It's that matter, right? Uh, but then there's this thread that is just like giving me that tug, right? I'm feeling that tug forward. And I know that it's because there's some, something much bigger going on underneath, right? I can feel those little threads underneath creating this really beautiful tapestry on the other side of it. So I'm just trusting the journey. I'm really, really trusting the journey and, you know, I'm going, so here again, we're February 10th as I record this. I have until the the beginning of April where I'm here in the Hudson Valley with a little stint in Bali for my yoga retreat. Um, but then after that, big fat question mark. I'm working on things, like I said to you before. Um, had many calls today with people in different countries and... Um, different states and we will see (laughs) where this spirit wants to be wants to take me next so 
yeah, to be continued, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, look at look at what's happening in your life right now. Are there are there things that are tugging, right? Do you feel the thread being tug, tugging at you? Do you have these ideas that are just in your bones? They feel, you know, just absolutely real, right? These ideas, these dreams, these fantasies, and they're just in your bones because they're so real um, that want to come out into this life. What is that? What is driving it? Um, how are you being an active participant um, without controlling it, right? We talked a lot about that tonight in our call of, you know, having this idea um, and wanting to, to bring it to fruition and having sort of this idea of like how it should be in order to get there and letting go of the control. And if you're somebody like that, a recovering control freak like I am, <laughs> um, I say try to let go. And you could try the, just the smallest little release of the death grip, as I referred to it um, a few weeks ago. And I promise you, as soon as you release a little bit, you'll see evidence. You'll see evidence on the other side um, that everything's going to be fine. And then you can let go a little bit more and you'll see evidence. I have, I have to say, every time I follow these little breadcrumbs forward without really knowing what's going to happen, I see evidence. I saw it, I saw it multiple times today, um, kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed in some ways and feeling like really crappy. Um, but then I just laid in bed and sort of meditated and visualized myself detangling <laughs> from, from that idea of, you know, being in a negative headspace. And I had set an intention, um, to just be really more open and then off like, like two or three things just magically, I have to say, appeared. Not big, just like little tiny things. Um, I received a message that I needed to look up something and then it just like showed right there um, exactly why I needed to look that up. Like the evidence was there right now. Like, why do I feel that I need to look up this person? And then right away I found the message, you know, of the reason why. Um, so follow those little breadcrumbs. Try not to question them. Be really curious. That's what I, I encourage the group today, to, to be curious instead of controlling it. Yeah, be curious in that space of the unknown. Um, I think that sometimes when fear takes over in that space of the unknown, right, it gives it that death grip. It feels like it needs to make things happen and control the situation. But curiosity is on the other side, and it wants to play and be easy and give you all of the gifts of joy it has to offer. So go play. <laughs> See what spirit is tugging at your little heartstrings and what wants to be born for you next. And I look forward to hearing more from you all. Um, yeah, see what happens. So... That's all I have to say today. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.